Welcome to the Strong Mama Podcast. I'm your host, Nicole, mom, exercise physiologist, and pre- and postnatal fitness expert. This show is all about helping you navigate your pregnancy and postpartum journey with more strength, energy, and ease. Each week, pull up a seat for a new topic that will empower you to feel strong, capable, and confident while supporting your body through all the changes of the motherhood journey. Just a reminder that the information on this show is not meant to treat or diagnose any medical condition. Please speak to your medical provider for all things related to your health care. I'm honored and excited to be a part of your health journey into motherhood. Now let's dive into today's episode. Hey, hey, mama, popping in really, really quick before we dive into today's topic. And I have an important announcement to share. And this announcement is for those of you who are currently pregnant or maybe even trying to conceive in that that phase. And you are wondering and feeling confused and overwhelmed and a little bit anxious on how to exercise and stay active and healthy in pregnancy in a way that's safe for you, in a way that's safe for baby. I know that this is a common reason that many of my clients come to me and I have felt this way in the past too and it's honestly paralyzing. So what I'm going to do is help you with that. I'm hosting a free three-day live training series to specifically help you feel more confident, more safe in your exercise routine and how to truly support your body and give it what it needs. So this will be a three-day live series taking place over Zoom from September 6th through September 8th. We'll be diving into facts on the risks versus benefits of exercise in pregnancy, lots of myth-busting going on there. We will talk about safety tips, must-have modifications, and how to prevent pregnancy injuries and stay safe. And then we'll also talk about the pillars of exercise that are important to helping you have a strong, feel-good, pain-free pregnancy. And you'll ultimately just leave with a really good framework, peace of mind, and confidence in moving forward with exercising in pregnancy and supporting your body through these natural changes that are taking place. So, If this sounds like something that you would benefit from, it is entirely free. Three days, starts on September 6th. You can go ahead and sign up at the link in the show notes. And after you sign up, you'll receive an email with all the information that you need and how to access the trainings and the ability to submit questions and all that good stuff. So I really hope to see you inside. If this is something you're struggling with, we are going to tackle it. All right, let's go ahead and dive into the show. Hey, hey, welcome back to the podcast. I hope you're having a great day so far. So today's topic, and I'll dive right in because I'm excited about it. Today's topic was a question that I had posted a question box on Instagram, and this was a question from one of you. And I shared my response in an Instagram reel, but you know, those are only like 60 seconds. And I really wanted the opportunity to dive a little bit deeper into this topic because I know that so many of you are either really close to having a baby or maybe you're in that early postpartum phase and you might be feeling a little stir crazy. Like, You want to move, but you also want to support your body's healing process. That's exactly how I felt with my first when I was postpartum. It was like, you know, I I definitely like 
honor that this is a time of rest and like what else can I be doing that is safe right now that is going to support the healing process. So that's what we're going to talk about today is just what can we be doing if if you want to do something, what would that look like in those first six weeks postpartum or that time frame, whether it's six weeks, eight weeks, until you get doctor's clearance to start exercising again. So let's dive in. So first off, I want to just gently remind you that taking it easy in this time frame is okay. Like we don't need to feel guilty about it. If you choose to take none of these tips, which trust me, they're very, very simple and non-strenuous. But if you, you know, I just don't want you to feel guilty for going a different direction and honoring exactly what your body needs. That's ultimately what it's all about. So anyways, taking it easy is okay. Honoring this time as a time of rest and healing after pregnancy, after birth, like you need that. Like you absolutely do. So if you're looking to add some things in to support your body a little bit in the recovery experience, in the recovery process, we really want to think about what's going to be supportive, what's going to be safe. And really what we don't want to do is anything strenuous or like lifting anything weighted or heavy that we don't have to, of course, um, just to avoid avoid that type of activity. Like in this phase, we're usually still bleeding a little bit and it would be really hard to tell if the bleeding was from just natural post-birth, postpartum bleeding, or if it were due to exercise and there was like a greater problem. So we really want to just keep it light, keep it very easy and support our body the best way that we can. So what this could look like is my first tip for you. And I have three tips. The first tip, and this goes for, sorry, I'm backtracking, but this goes for both C-section and vaginal delivery. So Um, It applies to everybody. And then at the end, I'll have like a little C-section specific tip. Um, And I'll definitely have to do another episode on C-sections because I'm a C-section mama. So definitely very passionate about the recovery experience and helping other moms through that. But anyways, tip one, (laughs) let's get into it. Tip one is to start with some 360 breathing. So If you're wondering what 360 breathing is, this is just a breathing method that allows you to expand your rib cage to get your breath, your core, your pelvic floor synced up again. Because after we've gone through delivery, C-section included, like our pelvic floor has still been under stress the entire pregnancy during that vaginal delivery. And then of course our core, no matter what, in pregnancy was stretched. And then if you had a C-section, then of course, you you know, your abdominals have been cut through essentially for lack of a better term right now. But 360 breathing is a really effective tool for, again, just establishing that mind to muscle connection with your core and pelvic floor, which is super key in those early days. That way we are starting to work towards setting ourselves up for a good foundation, a good core foundation, a good pelvic floor foundation. Um, It can really help to 
prevent any dysfunction of the pelvic floor um, when we are breathing in this way. So just to walk you through really quick what 360 breathing is like, if you're not driving and you have hands available, place your hands on the bottom of your rib cage, wrap your thumbs around back and wrap your fingertips around front. So what we're gonna do here is take a big inhale through the nose, keeping your shoulders relaxed and thinking about breathing into your fingertips. So take that big inhale, expand that rib cage in all directions, avoid breathing from the chest, and then exhale through the mouth. <sighs> exactly. So the main goal here is really getting that nice big rib cage expansion. And then on your exhale, just drawing that navel gently back in. There's no, no deep core activation here. Um, but your pelvic floor will naturally lift anytime you exhale. That is just the natural way the pelvic floor works in your body. It works with your core. So 360 breathing is a really, really helpful tool in the early days and then beyond. And you can do it while you're driving. You can do it while you're sitting on your couch. You can do it probably while you're nursing your baby um, or feeding your baby, whatever that looks like. So 360 breathing is huge. And um, in terms of just like a little bit of a recommendation here, you can, what I, what I tell clients to do or what I recommend them to do is like two sets of eight to 10 breaths almost daily. If you can remember, it doesn't have to happen every single day, but like most days of the week, if you can get in one to two sets of eight to 10 breaths, you'll be in a really good place. So I would recommend just starting to add in some of that breathing and it can be, you know, you can start it even in your hospital bed. Like if that's where you're at and you know, you start that 360 breathing, you can do that right away. So that is the good part of that. All right. Tip two kind of goes hand in hand with tip number one. Um, it's kind of a, a next step. So 360 breathing would be sort of that first integral initial step. And then tip number two is gentle core and pelvic floor work. So again, this initial recovery phase is super important to getting this core and pelvic floor work in, in a way that is going to set you up for success and set your body up for a really good foundation for when you do start more um, intense or more comprehensive workouts again. And as a little side note too, if you are further along postpartum, and you're like, oh, I didn't do any of this core and pelvic floor work in those initial six, eight weeks, then don't think you missed the boat because it's absolutely never too late to do this. I had, I so I, I do a program, I have a program that is called Core Revival and it is for those initial six to eight weeks postpartum. So you can find it online, I'll link it in the show notes, but it's for those initial six to eight weeks postpartum but I've had mamas go through it who are a year postpartum or even even more than a year and have seen results. And I think it just goes to show that it's versatile and that you can really do this work at any point in time. But since we are talking about those initial phases or initial few weeks today, um, what I want to say about gentle core and pelvic floor work is that it's super gentle. It's not like we're laying on our back and busting out some serious crunches and sit-ups and bicycles and v-ups and stuff like that. That's not what I mean by gentle core and pelvic floor work. And I think sometimes like we, we really want to, we have it in our heads that we want to 
you know, flatten that tummy area or pull everything in. And that's not what this initial phase is for. It's really for strengthening the innermost layer of your core. So the deepest layer of your abdominals, that's called the transverse abdominus or TVA for short. And that serves as the core set of your core. So essentially, if you are looking for that result down the road of sort of flattening your tummy again or pulling everything in, then that would be the first place to start is just really working on that deep core work, that pelvic floor work, and taking that 360 breathing strategy and building on it when you go through core and pelvic floor work. So if you're like, I have no idea what this core and pelvic floor work looks like, um, I'll give you a few verbal examples. It's obviously a little hard to show you, um, this being a podcast, but you can come over to Instagram as well and you can shoot me a DM and I can send you a few a few reels of, of some exercises that would be helpful in this phase. But off the top of my head, some really good ones to start with are things like lying on your on your back doing some pelvic tilts or doing some like leg lifts, like you're laying on your back and your knees are bent and you're just doing some gentle knee lifts with a series of breath work that is activating your deep core and your pelvic floor and then you build on that you just build on it over time so while some of these exercises may sound and look super simple and super easy that's the point and at the same time i'll say that while they are very simple and would probably be very easy you know six to eight months down the road they still are pretty humbling like after just having a baby and you know going through what your body went through no matter what your delivery method was, like our core is just super, super weak. It's been taxed, it's been stretched. So just be gentle with yourself in this phase. And um, again, if you need some help with this in this area and you don't know what this looks like, you can either message me over on Instagram and I can send you some reels and some videos of what that those exercises might look like. Or if you're looking for more of a guided program that guides you through six different phases or six different levels, you can check out my core revival program. It'll be for that initial postpartum period and will really support you in building a strong core, a strong pelvic floor so that you can, um, you can really build that solid foundation to getting back into exercise without injury, without dysfunction and things like that. So aside from that, you may also consider seeing a pelvic floor physical therapist. So It depends on the doctor. It depends on where you live. Some doctors automatically recommend pelvic floor physical therapy postpartum and others do not. Um, If it's something that you feel you have either significant dysfunction with, like you're leaking or, or you have prolapse or you're feeling heaviness in that pelvic floor area, then it's definitely worth reaching out to your doctor for a referral or a local physical therapist, just depending on the situation. And finding a pelvic floor physical therapist that can help support you because while leaking, when you sneeze and and cough and things like that is like a common like joke of motherhood, it's, you know, it's not something that is normal or that you have to live with. And it can honestly just be super debilitating for quality of life. So definitely get the support that you need in that area, whether it's the core revival program and it's 
more on the preventative side and like supporting your body of getting back into a solid foundation while still restoring and recovering and healing or seeing a pelvic floor physical therapist or both honestly all right moving on tip three this one's really simple you guys and is self-explanatory but walking like walking And this doesn't have to be anything strenuous, like even a walk around the block, you know, if you're not ready for that yet, certainly listen to your body for that. Um, But even if it's like putting your baby in like a baby wrap and taking a few laps around the house and then sitting back down or, you know, walking up and down the driveway and back. But for a couple reasons, walking is so, so beneficial postpartum because, For one, it can help improve blood circulation, um, which helps decrease aches and pains. And then also the mental side of it, right? Like postpartum is hard. Like being a new mom is hard. Adding children to your family is hard. And like we're healing while we're also tired, while we're also caring for this new baby. And just the mental health side of things and just getting your body moving can be so, so beneficial for really helping to maybe cut down on those baby blues a little bit, or at least get through it a little bit better. Um, and just really help to improve your mindset throughout the day. And that way you can be a more present mom and potentially get some fresh air if the weather is nice enough for a walk outside. So I can't say enough how much I recommend just walking and in short bursts at first and then building up to whatever feels good to you. Um, But definitely just light movement, light walking, so, so helpful. All right. And then I just have one like C-section specific thing here. And this is about scar massage and desensitization. So I'm not going to dive too deep into this, but For those of you C-section mamas, we can really start to get some feeling back in that scar area with with some desensitization early on. So this would consist of just putting different fabrics or materials and just like gently moving them around your scar. Like obviously if your scar isn't fully healed yet, your incision isn't healed, then you really want to avoid like going over the top of it. But even just around the scar, around the incision, around the area, different fabrics, um, start off soft and then work into more like rougher fabric so to speak so just depending on what you have around like it might be a blanket it might be like a cotton t-shirt um so just get creative with what that looks like and then there's also scar massage which is something that we can do and that we want to do to start breaking up that scar tissue so that we can avoid adhesions because after a c-section when you know multiple layers of our abdomen have been cut through it's gonna kind of look like a spider web at first, like that tissue, but through scar massage, we can sort of even it back out so it looks like a little bit more calmer waters, so to speak, and 
can really help you avoid like aches and pains in the future and pains related to having adhesions around your scar tissue. So highly recommend that. And I have a couple, or I, I do have a training video in that core revival program that I mentioned earlier, specifically for those of you recovering from a C-section. So it's definitely something to ease into. And of course, if your scar is not fully healed yet and your incision isn't healed, we don't want to be massaging directly on that scar yet. We want to be kind of just playing around the outside, starting to gently work out that scar tissue and make things a little more a little more smooth in there. So that is all I'll say on that one. I'll do another C-section episode at some point in time because I actually have no episodes on that yet. So that will be that will be coming, you guys. All right. So final thing I'll say today is that as I get closer to maternity leave, I am starting to pull back on the number of clients that I am taking on. So this week, the week that you are hearing this episode, the week that it comes out is the final week to get in on working with me as a one-on-one client before I go out on maternity leave. So otherwise I won't be taking on new clients until... November, December timeframe. So if this is something on your heart and you're like, I could really use some direction in terms of recovering and getting back to exercise safely and just supporting your body through that process, definitely reach out to me, whether that's on Instagram or you head over to the website, but I'd love to chat with you about your goals and see how we can help support you. Okay, mamas, thank you so much for being here. And don't forget to share this episode with a new mama in need. I'll talk to you next time. And that's a wrap, mama. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode of the Strong Mama Podcast. If this show has served you in some way, be sure to subscribe and leave us a review on iTunes. Head to strongmamawellnessco.com for more free resources and opportunities for us to work together. Until next time, keep moving.